Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. So... I was torn between doing my original track that I start with and a track that I wanted to open with, but I think I'm going to go ahead and come in with how I normally come in and say that other track for when we get into this topic. You know what I'm saying? So we about to do it like this. So in an area or an arena 
that's already crowded with more people than less opportunity for them, is it really a bad thing? You know what I mean? If someone's trying to feed their family, somebody's trying to, you know, provide the best way they know how for their family, is it really a bad thing? You know, or the slippage. You selling crap to your brother man. That seems bad, right? You're getting your own people hooked on a drug that's going to ultimately kill them or get them killed. And you are engaging in an activity where there's really only three ways out. The grave, the cell, and maybe if you're lucky or blessed, you'll get out. You know what I'm saying? So there's no real clear-cut answer to this. Because some might feel like, yo, I'm doing what I got to do. But others might feel like, yo, you're wrong. So it's not, a dumb que- it's not a dumb question. It's not a dumb topic. It's a topic that needs to be discussed. And one thing about me is I'm, a, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm of the streets, but I come from the streets. I was raised in North Philly. Born, I'm born in North Philly, born and raised. So I know what the streets are like. I know everything from, you know, the lies that the streets tell you when they're raising you to the truth that the streets tell you. Because there's some truth out there, too. It just depends on who you're listening to in the street. So we're going to discuss all that. And I, I hope y'all callers and y'all listeners to, uh, call in, 724-444-7444. Dial that call ID 143133 pound. You know what I mean? And have this conversation with me. You know, communicate with me. Let's converse about this. Here we go. Again, contradiction, part two, blood money. And I see my girl says out there, shout out to Ohio, and this song right here is for you before I come back in on this topic and get real with it. That's just for you, Ohio, in the building.
And when they became products of the environment, they started to fall victim and prey to society. You see what I'm saying? So what happened is they started hanging on a corner where they hooked up with the wrong person first or right person, depending on how you look at it. Then they started hanging on the corner. Started out as, you know, what you call a lookout boy. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I want. Yo, it's so 50. You know what I'm saying? One of them. And was getting paid $50 or whatever just to stand out there for a couple hours. You know what I mean? It was, on a, they were, it was like it was a time clock. Like, this is real. I, I lived on these streets, not lived like had no place to sleep homeless, but saying I played in these streets. I, you know, I know. Yo, guys, he's coming down on the pipe, yo. Yo, here come the boot cops. Here come salt and pepper. You know what I mean? And you got paid to do that because you were called the lookout. You know what I mean? So that's how you started. You know, so once and somebody had to vouch for you, once somebody vouched for you because that's a dangerous game. People talk about masonry and all that. Yo, selling drugs is a dangerous game. You know what I'm saying? You got to keep some real secrets. See, that's where the stop snitching coming at. Not Pookie killing John John and you saw it, so you told. That ain't snitching. That's witnessing. There's a difference. I'm going to need y'all black folks to get y'all terminology together and get y'all ignorance corrected. There's a difference between snitching and witnessing. I'm tired of people using, misusing that term and think they know what the hell they're talking about. You're dumb. You sound ridiculous. Sorry. It is what it is. So, you know, you, you work your way through from, from you know, watch out or look out. You go, you know, to healing. You know what I'm saying? So now you're on the corner. You're on the corner. You get the pack. You know, whether you got it in the stash or you got it stashed on you, however you roll or roll. You know what I'm saying? Um you know, now you're making the hand-to-hand transition. You know, you're passing off the product, you're getting the bread. You know what I'm saying? The whole time now, from lookout to the ladder you're climbing, you start to watch Sidney when he just come through. You know what I mean? He just rolls through in the wheel. Yo, everything good? Everything good? Yeah, we got it. All right. You know? I'll let y'all later. He might pick up the other boy that, you know, the main boy out there. He might pick him up. Yo, come on, take this ride with me. So whatever. Drop him back off, he out again. But that lookout is watching, and now that lookout then moved up into, you know, slender, so he watching. Because now he has ambitions to be that. Because, you know, that dealer rolling nice, nice will. Nice babes, nice jewelry, rolling, looking good. This is inspiring to a young boy in the hood who has nothing. This is inspiring. It takes him longer to learn how to dribble and shoot a ball to go to the pros than it does to move up that street ladder. It takes less time to move up that street ladder than it does to move up a corporate ladder. So I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to draw you a visual 
of what happens on these streets and why and and is it wrong? Is it right? Like I did with the strippers last week. Come to find that some people change their stories. Maybe stripping ain't so bad. I ain't gonna say that about drugs. I'm just gonna say, hey, to each his own. But that's what the caller, that's what you out there, the listeners out there for, so you can determine and share with me, and then I'll share my views with you as I'm doing that. So now we done went up to the ladder from, you know, look out the slanger, right? Now you go from slanger to now you 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 in the, the process room. Now you done graduated to going behind the scenes and touching it, breaking it up, mixing it, cooking it. These are levels, yo. You got to go through these channels in order to get to that crown, that kingpin position. You don't just bounce from lookout to kingpin. That ain't how that works. There's levels to it. It's just like preschool, elementary, you know what I mean? I mean, uh, preschool, head start, elementary, middle school, high school, college. It's levels. Nobody just wake up and roll over and I'm a drug dealer. It ain't how it works. It ain't how it works. Every drug dealer don't just let you into his his cartel or his organization. You have to be proven. Somebody has to vouch for you. You have to be loyal because this could cost you your life, whether behind bars or in a coffin. It could cost you your life. So, okay, now you done become mixologist. Now you know how to break it down, throw it on the scale. You know, you, you ain't even, you don't even go to school no more, but you know the measurements. How about that? You didn't even finish school, but you know the measurements. You never passed last class, but you can break down every ounce, every gram, every key to a science. Right? So now you done graduated to bagging it up or doing whatever it is they do, however, tapping it, putting in the vial, whatever. Right? From that level, now you're learning some things. Now you're becoming dangerous because now you have motivation. Now you have inspiration. Now you want your own corner. You want your own block because you know how to do it now. You done seen everything from collecting the money from the cats on the street to the hand-to-hand combat of, you know, take the product, moving the product to the lookouts and who to look out for and how to look out. Like, you done learned the game. You ain't learning at all, but right now, you feel like you got a good start on it. So now, campaign watching. The right-hand man watching. Because now you might be getting a little too sharp. You might be competition for the right-hand man now. So now he really sets you up. The dirty, vicious game. I know. When the nigga get out of jail and tell you you got to pay street tax for your block, start sticking up your workers, man, it get real out there and that's it. You know what I'm saying? Now, there's some people out there that get the kingpin status and they do good things for the neighborhood and the community. 
they do back to school drives. They put up stores and keep the money in the in the community. They feed on Thanksgiving. They give out turkeys and stuff. Like they do stuff, good stuff. So are they really bad people? Or is that their conscious saying, all right, well, you done killed some, so you might as well help some? We got a caller online, because I could go on this all day. I don't know about y'all out there, but this right here is real, man. I know these streets, man, and it's real. We're going to go to this caller right here. Peace, power, and blessings. Welcome to On Point Radio. This is your host, Mr. Controversy, a.k.a. Mr. On Point. Who do we have the pleasure of speaking to tonight? Peace, power, and blessings, King. What's the deal? Peace, God, and blessings, my brother. What's good with you, King? Uh, not much. You know, I'm just chilling, laying back. <coughs> well, I don't know nothing about the subject here. I'm just listening. A- absolutely. I was going to say, I ain't going to ask you to, you know, compromise yourself or, you know, say anything that you might know. Man, but I want you to man. give me your opinion about, you know, some of the things I'm sure you've seen in your time. Well, I, only thing I can say is this. Well, I mean, you know, my past is my past. I don't worry about that. You know what I'm saying? You know why? Because one thing for certain, two things for sure, it made me who I am today. I ain't, I, I can't, uh, you know, shout out, shout out to my homie and, uh, I don't I don't know how to be an actor or a pretender. So, you know what I'm saying? I just got I just gotta keep it real. I understand what you were saying about how some people get brought into it. Let me give you another side. I had everything. I was spoiled. Mm-hmm. It ain't it ain't stopped me from doing it though. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like, I'm sorry. It's like what Big said in the song. He was like, you know, either you had a wicked jump shot or you were slinging crack rock. You had them both. Funny, funny thing I is, I had, I had them both. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was on the ball teams, and I did that. But, see, it was a different era for me. I, I don't, I don't over... I'm sorry, I, I understand what I understand what you're saying. Because to me growing up, see drug dealers wasn't the bad guys. Mm. How how I got Who were the bad guys? Uh, the police. Uh always. To this day, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna keep it I agree. I'm gonna keep it a bean. I'll tell you how it went down. Now see, but it went like this. I got drafted into it trying to impress a girl. Real talk. So, when I, and, and no, like I, when you said somebody got a vouch for me, everybody right. knew, everybody knew me in the neighborhood because everybody knew my grandma. You know what I mean? I'm going to keep it a bean with you. Everybody, everybody in my, and I, and I, and there's some people that can vouch for this. Everybody in my neighborhood, it was so tight. It was like this. You knew who Miss Irene, Mr. Buster was, just like you knew who Miss Maddie was. You know what I mean? You knew you knew who the Woodies was. It was that's how. You know what I mean? You knew who Sam was. You know what I mean? 
You know who they was. You know what I mean? You knew who the Carters was. You knew who the Johnsons was. You knew who the Hearts was. I'm just saying, you knew the people in our area, right? So when I stepped up and asked about it, I was told, no, not you. Right. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. You play ball. You get good grades in school. I ain't, no, not this you. This ain't for you. This ain't for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So a couple of my homies had dropped out of school and was doing it. Right? So I went to them, and they said, nah, this ain't for you. But look, man, I'm trying to holler at this girl, and you know, you know what she's looking for? She's looking for a couple of dollars. I see the, I see y'all type dudes hollering at her. I'm trying to holler at her. Now I'm gonna keep it a bean. I, to me, and to who a lot of people around me, I hung with a with a with a nice clique. But I was a, I was a, to them to the masses, I was a nerd. They were like, damn, the boy always go to school, getting good grades. Grandma and grandpa always buying him something. This, that, and the third. So when I went to somebody, they said, you know what, all right, this is what we're going to do for you. After you do your homework, this was the rules, though. After you do your homework and you're supposed to come outside, instead of playing with your homies, <coughs> I need you to post up right here. Everybody going to know you work for me, so you ain't got to chase down customers. They are going to come to you. You go in the house like you're supposed to. You go to school like you're supposed to. Now, if you get in any trouble, don't call your folks. You call me. I'm coming to get you. That was the rules. I was getting, and I'm, I, I remember it. I was getting a hundred and thirty pack, and had to give back a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Right now, when you look at it now, thirty dollars that ain't nothing. But I was making thirty dollars every twenty minutes for three and a half hours till it was time for me to go in the house, and then I went. That's money. I went in the house, right? Hid, hid, hid my jaw, right? So the next day, I come out until I ran out. Now, after that, like you said, a couple of my other homies that wasn't into it started seeing me when I was like on Saturdays, come on, y'all, let's go to the movies. You know what I mean? I got my allowance. Let's go to the movies. It was like, man, I ain't, you know, I ain't got it like that. Come on, man, I got you. I'm treating everybody to the movies. To me, you treating everybody to the movies, man. Look at this and pull and fan that money out. Where do you get that from? Don't worry about it. I, I got everybody. So now they wanted to be what doing what I was doing. So I went to him and said, "Look, I got a squad. They want to do this, that, and the third. He said, "All right, well, look. Instead of you being on the block, they your mm-hmm. responsibility. I want you to watch them." Mm-hmm. When they run out, I'm going to give you enough so when they run out, everything mm-hmm. comes through you, and I take care of you at the end of the week. They get theirs off the line. I, I take care of you at the end of the week. You know what I mean? And that's how it went. 
until the point where everybody was eating. But you know what the downfall was to the whole organization? When we went to get our own. Wasn't smart enough. I'm thinking these my homies, and it's like they say, friends and business don't mix. Mm-hmm. How is it that it's for y'all, y'all chipping in to get half of what we're getting, and I'm getting the other half? But y'all mad at me because I'm taking a bigger cut. I put more money into this. Sound like an R&B But... I'm just saying, if I'm making the beats and writing the lyrics, you just singing a song, I'm supposed to get a bigger right. cut. Am I wrong? Right. And Absolutely. That, that was the back and forth argument. Then the big argument started. Because, you know, when you start getting a couple dollars, you go from uh, ashy to nasty to classy. Mm-hmm. Certain females that wouldn't give you the time of day that you were attracted to, they didn't know they didn't want to holler at you. They didn't want to holler at you in the beginning, but now that you got a little status in the neighborhood doing what you do, now they you know, I had my checklist. All the joints, you know, they fronted, and now here they are. You know, when they speak, they want to bite their tongue when they say your name, give you the side eye. Yeah. You know, yeah. But see, it was, you know, hey, how you doing? Uh, whatever, Jay. And I'm keeping that being with you, whatever, Jay. Now it's, oh, what's up, ma? Hi, Jay. How you doing? You know, see, it's a difference. You know what I mean? So... But in hindsight, I do understand. I understand this. There was a couple women. I'm going to leave them nameless. I'm going to just say I get it now. Because it was a couple that was right there from the beginning that showed interest. But then I started chasing bigger fish. So I thought. And when I fell... The ones that I was chasing ain't had no holler for me because I fell. But the ones that was there from the beginning. Ah, they were still right there, bro. No, no, no. I'm talking about the ones that ain't holler when you fell. Oh yeah, when I fell when I fell, yeah, they went on to you know, you know, it's just like it's just you 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 think you married to the street. You think the street got love for you. The street don't got no love for you, man. You know what I'm saying? I, was, I I thought I was married to the block. I, you know, you 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 hit my stash. You hit the guns we had. We did this, that, and the third. I thought you loved me, but no sooner than I got locked up, there's another hustler in my spot. You didn't care who it was. She she in the streets ain't care. Now, now, now let me ask you something. Yeah. Would you would you so I asked the question earlier. Would you consider yourself uh, 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 a pawn, you know, to an agenda? Seeing as though you just said, you know, once I got locked up, these ain't care. 
and moved on to the next one who's willing to step up and take that chance. Right? So would you consider yourself a a pawn to an agenda? Or would you say you considered yourself a product of the environment? I mean, like, how how do you identify that statement? When I was, when I when I got sent up, it went on to the next one willing to step up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you know, no, it's funny. You know how I got how I got hit. My homies got me hit. I mentioned that earlier. The setup, right? They got me hit. I got tired of it. I was ready to, I was like, you know what, man, I'm not, I wasn't a product of my environment. Because you were more like the I, nerd, so. Right. I wasn't a pawn. I wasn't a pawn. I wasn't a pawn in the massive scheme of things because I didn't do it out of necessity. I particularly did it because I wanted to. I didn't have to. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? I was so for you. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, I just wanted to do what I wanted to do. Right. I did it because I, I wanted to do it. Gotcha. I did it because I wanted to know the ride. Right? I thought it was cool to an extent. Right? I seen right. the old heads do it. I studied the old heads. I used to stand out there and talk to the old heads while they was hustling. You know what I mean? And you know what I mean? Shout out to uh, see, you know, thirty second and North. Shout out to Sam's store because it, it was boy. Boy had a corner store right across the street from my grandma's. You know what I mean? Him and his brother. Brother used to work there. You know what I mean? And one time they caught me in a a hand-to-hand. And they sat me down. And they said, what are you doing, man? Like, they was disappointed in me. And that kind of led me to the point where I was like, "Uh, this ain't for me. You know what I mean? Like, Maybe I shouldn't be doing this because of the way they talked to me. They was like, yo, we thought you was going to be the one to get out of this, to move further from this neighborhood and do this. I can't believe that you're doing this. And it got worse, like, after my grandparents died, right? And it was like, you know, if your grandmom and your grandpa was alive and they saw you doing this, how would they feel? And that was the reality check. But in the grand scheme of things, it's an agenda to rid, to to plague the inner cities, right? Drugs, there was no war on drugs until it actually, people, the, the, as you say, the Caucasoids started coming from out of the suburbs into the inner city to buy the drugs until businessmen and Wall Street and you know what I mean? Like prominent businessmen were caught with drugs. At one particular time, you if unless you had large amounts of money, 
you couldn't get drugs. You couldn't, I mean, you know, to us, weed has never been a drug. It's a plant. It grows. We always had it, you know, somebody always sold weed. But as far as cocaine, cocaine was a rich man's drug. Cocaine used cocaine used to wash up on the shores of Miami by the pallets from drug drop offs. You know what I mean, it's it's been documentary after documentary. The United States government, if you want to stop all the drug dealers, arrest the president. We remember that song, Intelligent Hoodlum. We old enough. You know what I mean? That's where it comes from. If you pay attention now, this whole war is all about drugs. Hmm. Where's the weapons of mass destruction? Hey, let, me, let me ask you this. Damn, though you said that, let me ask you this. First of all, shout out to this chatter that's on here, Kalita Brigante. That, that just made me so much think of Carlito Brigante. You know what I mean? <laughs> Carlito's way, but yeah, um, shout out to you for being on the line. Uh, but that brings me to this question. Listening to you, knowing what I know, back then, why do you think we look at the people, our people now that's doing it as a negative? Kind of like when we do our older, our elders did to us. That hip hop is just a bunch of noise. Don't nobody want to hear that. That ain't music. And now we turn around and say to our children, yo, that ain't hip hop. That ain't what hip hop is. That's trash. But why do you think we do that? If we did it and they're doing it, don't they have every right to be like, yo, how you coming at me? Like, y'all ain't never do that. Like, y'all ain't had that in y'all time. What is the difference? So we know what we know now. Why is it such a bad thing now if it wasn't such a bad thing then? Or was it still a bad thing then and we just didn't care? Well, I'm, I'm not going to say. It, it, it was. It's, it's a bad thing all the way across the board. But we know... You know, when you when you when you know better, you do better. Okay, right. Okay, okay. Now we understand. Now, like towards the end of our uh, street careers, right? It started getting nasty out there, right? See, you couldn't be you. You wasn't a drug dealer. You couldn't be if you was a drug dealer. You was a drug dealer. You wasn't a drug dealer and a gangster. Because, see, the two never mix. You only can be one or the other. You can't be both. Right? So, I was a drug dealer. But if I had a problem, I had people that took care of that. If I was the person taking care of the problem, then I wasn't a drug dealer anymore. You know what I mean? The stupid things, it, it, it ain't, to me, it's no money out here. You know what I mean? But, we used to, it, but there we, might be some people out there that's saying, yo, I got a stack of money to my head. What you mean it ain't money out here? Uh, listen, 
these dudes, and then and then the beefs that they have. It's not even about no bread. It ain't about territory. You know what these cats is arguing about nowadays? You sent my girl a friend request on Facebook. Well, that might be with the. I'm 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 gonna say that because. I got a track that I want to play especially for you because you spoke on that, especially with the female aspect of it. But I'm going to say this. That might be these Facebook killers, these Instagram, you know, these. That might be them. But the cast that I know, a female always came secondary to his money. Females wasn't even on a the radar. I, you know, I get with you when I get with you. So they made sure that their mind was on their money and their money was on their mind. You know what I'm saying? They wouldn't be on Facebook. They wouldn't be on Instagram. They wouldn't, well, back then, they wouldn't be on Black Planet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? They my they wasn't on the party line. On my street. Yeah, saying? they wasn't on the party that type line. Of thing. So I think in that regard, and to this day, I know cats that ain't on Instagram, ain't on Facebook, was never on MySpace, was never on Black Planet, don't really like cell phones, and have old ones at that if they do have one or two or three. You know what I'm saying? You know them throwaway joints. So at the end of the day, people think that drug dealing is just some, and and what I'm hearing from you as well, is just some minute thing. Anybody can do it. No, anybody can. You really have to have a level of intelligence to, A, know who is who, know who to trust, or at least, think you know who to trust and have an instinct of, no, I ain't messing with that one. Or, no, that's a cop right there. You got to have experience. You, this shit is real. You know what I'm saying? So, again, we're not on this line tonight to big up drug dealing. We're here to educate people that drug dealing is bigger than the minute square that you observe it from. So I'm gonna go to this track, and then I'm gonna right. come back right to the before you go to that track. Because, huh? Right before you go to that track, just one last thing. Let me tell you how bad it was. But so you know, they had the digital scales, right? I used to borrow the triple beam from my science class every Friday. Mm-hmm. Because I was on a basketball team. I had the bag, I had the big bag, right? I used to borrow two of those and bring them back on Monday, cleaned off, and give it to my science teacher. And give him a couple dollars. He was like, what are you doing? You get straight A's in school. Why are you doing that? I said, do, you, do I ask you what you do with the money I gave you? He said, no. I said, then don't ask me about my business. Even the teachers knew. They wasn't mad. 
It's, and remember this old phrase. It ain't what you do, it's how you do it. I do you one better. It ain't what you know, it's who you know. There it is. 724-444-7444. Dial that call ID, 143-133-POUND. If you want to get at me, press one pound. You know, to listen and hit start eight if you want to converse and, and have this, uh, you know, conversation with me uh, or with us on the line. Um, I'm going to go to this track. Before that, that track, I want people to think about this when we come back. What about the drug dealers who give back? Okay, let's look at it from the standpoint, two standpoints. You're killing your people. And then over here on this side, on the other hand, you're employing some of your people by making sure they're getting some money, right? You're giving out turkeys on Thanksgiving, feeding the homeless, whatever, showing you got a conscience, and you're doing back-to-school drives and stuff like that more than the goddamn athletes who getting millions do. How about that? So when we're talking about these drug dealers, again, this is not to big them up. This is to say, wait, let's think. If we're going to change this, if we're going to confront this, we got to weigh all options. We got to look at all possibilities. You know what I'm saying? We got to weigh the pros and the cons. We can't just look at the cons that made them convicts because once upon a time they were pros before they became cons. I don't even know if y'all heard that. But I'm going to let that marinate while I take you to this track. And we're going to come back with this caller and for this question to be answered. Here we go. pounds. One pound of listening, star eight, so you can chime in and communicate with us on this situation and conversation that we're having. Yo, man, what you need? Yo, uh, man, I need something, man. I need a funny, man. I got to go see, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Thank <laughs> you. 
you know, doctors, you know, lawyers, you know, all these people who, oh, how do you say it, functional crackheads. <laughs> hey! So they, they just be like, hey, okay, you know, the only problem is when they don't pay up their money, then those people, you know, got to get dealt with. But they actually do watch out for the kids. Sometimes if they ain't high, they don't want to serve in front of the kids, but some of the kids be coming to them to get it now. It's unbelievable. So that's a catastrophe right there. But at the same time, the good message is when you got other drug dealers that come from other neighborhoods, they too scared to deal with that neighborhood because of the fact that the drug dealers there. So drug dealers is an up and down moment. Because if it wasn't no drug dealers in the neighborhood, then other drug dealers from out of the neighborhood will come, set up, don't know you at all, and treat you like a prostitute. All right. Okay. I'm going to let that sink in. I'm going to come back to you about that. I'm going to go to uh, Southeast Ohio in the building. Peace, power, and blessings. Welcome to On Point Radio. We had a pleasure speaking to you tonight. Hey, family. It's Dust. Can y'all hear me? Peace and power, Queen. Peace and power, Queen. Yes, we hear you. We hear you. What's going on with you, Dust? How you be this this evening? Nothing. I was just listening to y'all, and I thought I had... I thought I hit um, star eight or eight star. I don't know, but um, <clears throat> it's a good topic, um, kind of broad. I didn't know where to actually dive in at, like what angle to come in at, but you kind of helped me out when um, you asked uh, or when you mentioned how some um, drug dealers you know, give back to the communities, um, et cetera. So um, it just made me think it's a double-edged sword. Um, So, like, generally, when you think about drugs by itself and drug dealing, you're like, uh, you know, you, you have to kind of frown upon it, turn your nose up to it because you know that, um, Drugs in itself is just a problem in our uh, communities, especially uh, um, the lower class. Um, Well, I can't even say especially that because the rich are, you know, probably more. Heavy drug users. Yeah, yeah. But we know that. Exactly. So, but drugs in itself, we know, you know, the effect, the, the negative effects. And that's the reason a lot of us don't like drugs or drug dealing. However, um, I, I'm not a person to judge and I understand why some people, um, take that route. Um, I understand it. I get it. Um, I have, I, I know, I, I've known of, and I currently know, um, drug dealers on all levels including one that they would call a a don, so to speak, you know, or a kingpin. Um, um, And I think the problem is if I had to pinpoint a problem within drug dealing, I personally would say the intention behind it. Um, I don't like, I personally don't like the 
primarily the young ones that get into it for the sake of um, only being flashy just to acquire more things, tangible things, that is, um, or um, that they haven't even tried um, to adopt something else in life, a, a, a job, a profession, a career, a trade. They haven't even tried. They they don't even have a, a, a record or anything that would hinder them. Uh, it's just that they want to get out there and um, as um, – um, nah, I almost called you by your government name. <laughs> um, as Nah said, like he wanted to do it to um, like impress a female. He didn't have to do it. And I know he didn't have to do it because his grandparents used to babysit me and my siblings. So um, although he was older than me, but I knew where he came from. So, so like, watch how you say that older than. Watch how you say that. Watch I, I'm how just you say saying, that. you know. <laughs> I'm only 23. I'm only 23. Wink, wink. <laughs> okay. We good. We good. <laughs> um, no, but, like, it, when they haven't haven't even tried, and, and the intention really is just to acquire more things, just to be flashy, keep up with the Joneses, and impress um, their peers, that's when I'm like, okay, it's stupid. Um, you're stupid. You know what I mean? Um, but then, All right, on the now, other hand... Now. Go ahead, go ahead. On the other hand. Mm-hmm. Then you have some that um, who, and then also I'll say like these people, these boys, they may not have, boys, that is, they don't have any responsibilities for real. They still live at home, no children. Um, you know what I mean? It's just like a, a hobby, um, an extracurricular thing to do. And then you have some um and again, I'm all talking about intention here. Then you have some uh, guys or men who that um, for re- some reasons or another, wh- whether it was a past uh, criminal history that still affects their, their current day status, they could have changed. Um, they're not able to obtain um, a job that um, – a job – that would cover financially cover all of their responsibilities, families, you know, be it only kids or wife and kids, roof over the head, et cetera. Um, the intention in that case, um, the primary intention in that case would be survive, survival and provision for family and, you know, not to be flashy or, it's not about, you know, keep it up with the Joneses and um, not about uh, the intention is not to bring harm to anyone, although we know drugs in itself does, but that's really up to the user. You know what I mean? They're going to get it from somewhere, somehow. But, um, like, the intention makes a difference for me. Um, as a female who has been in that life as a um significant other um, of a Don. The reason I say Don is because Jamaicans say Don, so this particular person is Jamaican um, or Kingpin. Um, I don't like the, the, the risk 
to your your family, your household. I don't like that um, it's temporary, unpredictable. Um, it could be all gravy today and going tomorrow, um, whether it's subtly going or in a, a big bonfire going. You know, um, I don't. My biggest thing is I don't. I don't like that it's temporary. I don't like that um, it. It, it doesn't provide any security for your future um, because anything cash, like if you're caught cash, they can confiscate it if they find it, um, if they find it. Um, but if that person is going, even if you have cash saved, cash on hand, if that person is going, that's the end of it. Like your lifestyle instantly changes. Um so you got to be careful. Like I know, like I have a, a, a girlfriend who like she was dealing with a, a, a someone really high up in the game and she, he put her in a nice house out in Montgomery County, um, nice cars, jewelry, minks, all of that. And when he got booked by the feds, you know, like that cash eventually um, ran out like within a year, year and a half. You know, then she had to move all of her kids and everything. They started selling things, pointing things. And so that part of it, it, it there's no security in it. Um, the in, and, and, again, the intention is big for me because, like, the person that I know um, that's very close to me that's really big, like a Don in it, um, is a person that does it to help or to provide for multiple families. Um, one of those that sows or ties big into a church, um, tries to wash, as they say, wash the dirty money, reinvest it into something good. Um, not saying that it makes the whole thing right in the grand scheme of things, but I think intention and what they do with the money um, kind of softens the blow so to speak. Um, for who? The people or for No, just for just for the whole day. outlook. The the outlook you, yeah, just the whole per, the whole out perception so, of it. So the people don't look at him as such a bad guy after all. And, you know, if you ever get caught or ever, you know, get sentenced, they could say, well, look, he also did some good in the community, too. No, not not about the sentence and all, sentencing and all of that, because when it gets to that, the legality, like, they don't care. You know, it's, it's just looked at, it's a bad thing, period. But, I mean, like, that's how usually society or the communities, rather, um, to make it more personable, the communities um, tend to be more accepting of that person because of what they give back into the community. And again, I'm not saying that it's right, you know, overall, but people tend to be more accepting of or and more protective of the individual when they know that they take a lot of their proceeds and reinvest it into the communities. Okay, so let me ask you this, because now that we know, um, you know that that there are some positives to what they do, right? You said something interesting to me, like 
you said today they are, for lack of a better word, just dumb. They're doing it for, you know, just to be, they don't have nothing else to do. But, and you, mm-hmm. you know, you're saying they didn't even give it a real chance at, at school or at work or at, you know what I'm saying? And then I can say to you now, well, wait, back when I was coming up, we ain't care. I mean, we didn't give it no job. We ain't did it. We ain't trying. A lot of them dropped out of school. I didn't. You know what I'm saying? Because sort of similar to Mr. I can't believe you said that story. I didn't have to do anything that I did in life. I, I, I will say in that cliche phrase, my mother raised me right. My father wasn't there. And moms had to work, so her eyes weren't always on me. That was my little freedom to do whatever I did. But I didn't have to do nothing. You know what I'm saying? So I know a lot of dudes, I chose to go to school. I chose to, you know, graduate. I chose to go to college. They, I, they didn't want me being part of none of that. You know what I'm saying? But then sometimes you get in situations. I've been out my house, my mom's house since I was 19. Fresh graduate out of school. So at that point, I had bills to pay. Life got real for me early. I had my first son at 18. You know what I'm saying? I now have responsibilities. Shit is real now. So back when I knew people didn't have to do it, but was just doing it, mm-hmm. and I get you, you know, you saying today, these young boys just standing on the corner of the deli, nothing to do all hours of the day. You know what I mean? No work, no nothing. Like, it's they have usually, no addition and motivation. But right. And you know they why? don't have to. You know, they may not have to do it, but they're doing it for maybe um, a, a so, like social status or respect credibility within the neighborhood. Um, I'm talking about the boys that still live at home that don't have any children that are still in high school if they're even going. That's what I refer to as dumb. I don't mean to say that they're right. dumb, but the, the, no, the no, choice no. I, is dumb. You know what I mean? Right. And I and I get you, but here's what I'm trying to paint for you. you know what I mean, I wouldn't be Mr. Controversy if I did, because I do feel what you're saying, and I do agree with you. I agree with you so much to the fact that that's one of the reasons why I don't frequent North Philly that much no more. Mm-hmm. Because I see my peoples and generations of my peoples that I knew from back when doing the same damn thing that we used to do. And it's like, it's stagnant. It's like, yo, I can't see that. But it's not, I, I, I can't, I'm, I'm feeling like you. Yo, what are y'all doing? What y'all finding in that? But I'm losing, I lose some time track of, yo, you was doing that. I never sold anything on no corner. I never had to do that. Never. I never made a hand-to-hand combat on no corner. I just stood out there with everybody else because that's where everybody was. And that's what a lot of them today do. A lot of them ain't even hustling. Mm-hmm. They're just out there and- with the boys that's hustling. And, that's and in when retrospect, coming. in retrospect, would you say that was dumb? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's why I said right. I agree with you so much. <laughs> and, 
But but the the thing is is I'm saying that it was dumb then. Yeah. That's what makes it dumber to me now. And then one day they'll probably look back on it and say that was dumb. And when they child on it, they'd be like, but now it was dumber. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. when people might have thought this topic was going to go to glorifying, I never do that. Whether I'm talking about strippers, I'm talking about drugs, I'm talking about politics, racism, I don't ever intend to make it to glorify anything. I always want to make sure we learn something from it. That is my only goal and purpose for my show is to give information and education so that we can create motivation for our people to unite again, period. So when we're talking about this, this is a real-life real dialogue. You know, we had a chatter who came in by the name of Kalita Brigate. Yo, that's somebody who's seen Carlito's way. That's about she, drugs. That person was, sound like they with the mob. They, they sound like they with the mob. And could Waiting <laughs> to see what they can hear. Waiting to see what's going to be If they can hear me, I'm, I hope they're laughing and not that. taking it serious. <laughs> and I'm good with that, though, because all you're going to hear is me come from an angle of both sides. Now, you got to figure out which side you on. So hold that line for me, Des, real quick. I'm mm-hmm. going to get this following. I'm going to throw this track on, and um, we're going to come back with, Mr. I can't believe you said that. I call it Des. We're going to come back with DJ Chill. Uh, we're going to discuss a few more things about this situation because, you know, do drug dealers really get a bad rap? You know what I'm saying? Do they really get a bad rap? Or, or they get the rap that they deserve. I don't know. But if people out there in Radio Land, you want to be part of this On Point movement, know that On Point is an attitude of mindset and a movement. Again, On Point is an attitude of mindset and a movement. Reach out to us on Facebook, On Point Enterprises. Again, Facebook is On Point, one word, O-N-T-O-I-N-T. Enterprises, E-N-T-E-R-P-R-I-Z-I-G. If you're on Instagram, follow us at team underscore on point 215. Again, Instagram is team underscore on point 215. If you're on Twitter, at team on point. Again, Twitter is at team on point. You can also go to our website, excuse me, on point 215.weebly.com. Again, on point 215.weebly.com. You can also email us any of your comments, suggestions, concerns, or topics you want to hear us discuss. Shoot us an email, onpoint215gmail.com. Again, our email is onpoint215gmail.com. You can also call us or text us directly with any of your comments, suggestions, concerns, or topics you want to hear us discuss. Shoot us an email. I mean, give us a call or a text. I'm sorry, 267-417-ONTT. That's on point. 267 6678. Um, I'm going to go into this song right here, and then we're going to come back with our panels. Anybody out there who want to chime in and converse with us on this topic, that number is 724-444-7444. Call ID is 143133 pound. Hit one pound and listen in. And, you know, hit star eight if you want to chime in and communicate with us. You know what I'm saying? We're going there. Bones up. First of the month. 
John Dillard counted on that. Saying, so now, how bad is it that the dude on the street 
that's saying, yo, you got back pain? You know what I'm saying? Yo, your eyes bothering you like I sent for that? Or, yo, you tired of life? Life got you down? You want to escape for a minute? It's this little rock right here. What's the difference, yo? Talk to me. I can't believe you said that. You can go first with that. Oh, yeah, make me go first. It's like, no. It's like this, man. Everybody is entitled to their own opinion. You know what I'm saying? Some people, you know, look at a drug dealer like he's killing his own people. Some people look at him as a humanitarian, supplying a service to the community. Because if he wasn't there, it'd be somebody else. You know what I mean? But it all depends. Because, see, you do have, you have some people out here that might be on a certain drug as they want, you know, whatever. But they're not going to go just to any and everybody to get it. A lot of people go to certain people out of, out of the trust factor. You know what I mean? That they're not going to get burnt. They ain't going to get uh, rabbit's food mixed in with their weed. You know what I mean? They ain't going to get no... Uh, you know, back in the day, we used to say, you know, I boil it down to the squirrels. They ain't, they ain't, they ain't getting, they ain't getting, the, you know, the shakes and all of that. It, it depends on the individual. Like me, what what people do is what they do. You know what I mean? I'm not going to condone or condemn anybody for doing what they need, to, what they feel like they need to do. Just don't bring it to me and bring it to mine. I'm sorry. That might be selfish. You know what I mean? You know, because I'm, I'm going to keep it a bean with you. When I was out there on the block, my wife, one of my one of my men's, they mom, used to get high. And when he left, she would come to me. I would never serve her, no matter what. She would send her, her, her partner, and I would say, nah, come on, man. You know I ain't doing that. And I would never do it. So, I mean, I guess you could say I had morals about mine. I, I, you know what I mean? I wouldn't do it because I, I know your son. Me and your son play ball together. I'm cool. Uh-uh. I'm not doing it. All right. All right. All right. Real quick. Let me stop you right there. Dad, you on the line, Dad? Yep, I'm here. All right. Mr. I can't believe you said that. Just brought up a great point. Now, question to you. Can drug dealers have a conscience? So when, you know, his homie mom walk up and say, yo, I need that, you know, that credit, that, that, like, give me a vibe, give me two for five, whatever. And you're like, no, nah, I ain't doing that. I mean, no. Nah. And then she break down and start crying and be like, listen, I need that. Whatever, whatever, yada, yada. Boom, boom, boom. And he say, you know what? Somebody's going to sell it to her. I'm not going to just sell it to her. And I just let my man know so he can keep her from a corner or something. Some of them go to their own children. I've seen that. So can a drug dealer have a conscience? Is he really a bad guy? That's you, Dad. I know. Because you, you painted a, a scenario 
って And that what you just painted, like if you would have asked me, can they have a conscience? I would say, yeah, they can. But in the scenario that you just painted, it's like they, I mean, yes, I mean, still saying that they have a conscience, but they allow, in the scenario that you painted, they allow their they allow themselves to win over it, over the situation. Um, they had to rationalize why they, you know, that the whole situation, and they allowed themselves to win over it. Somebody's going to sell it to him or her anyway. I might as well get this, you know, couple dollars. Um, so it was like them over that, you know, that person. But it's still the act of, you know, their conscience just, for that, however long it took for them to figure it out, you know. Um, All right, well, well, let me ask you this. Let me put it to you this way. This cousin, this person's aunt comes to him. You know what I mean? And he know that, you know, there's some people out there that's selling baking soda instead of fish scale. You feel me? So he say, look, that I might as well sell it to you so you don't get no, you know, bullshit from somebody else that's going, you know, look. Either way, it's going to fuck you up, but, you know, that stuff they get, you're going to get ripped the fuck and it's going to fuck you up. So I might as well just sell it to you. What about that person? Is that a conscious or is that still, you know, I'm going to get this dollar? It's both. I think it's both, so you say it's they can have a conscience. It's like so I, it's not, it, I had it's to think about, about a different money. situation. Like I because I have a like an aunt, right, who who was on drugs and I have an aunt that like she was on drugs and even as a young girl, like I I was let's say sixteen, I'm still a minor. I'm her niece. And she would ask me for money. And I know that I knew that she, what she was going to use the money for, right? But I'm like, that's my aunt. And if I don't give it to her, not all the time that I give it to her, but sometimes I'm like, well, she's going to steal it from one of us anyway. or. Um, or it's just the simple fact that that's my aunt and she's asking me. So it's like I'm just painting a different, I mean, it's just a different but the same type of situation. You know what I mean? Although I'm not the drug yeah, dealer, yeah, yeah. but I'm giving her, you know what I mean? So it's like I still say both. Yes, it's a conscience, it is, but at the same time it's like, You know, it's, it's it's that's a hard one to be honest. I can't answer it straightforwardly. Wow, nice, nice. I mean, that's what I aim to do. I I want to make you know, I want to make us think on these mm-hmm. situations because 
before because we're so quick to pass judgment without getting mm-hmm. the thought process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's why the topics that I bring, I bring so that we can get thought process. Because if we enable it, we're equally... The situation. Yeah. And if we're enabling it, we're equally um, not responsible, but we're equally contributing to... Blood is on our hands, too. Yeah. Blood is on our hands, too. Right. You know what I'm saying? Hold that, hold that thought in that line. Um, Beth, we're going to come back to you. We're going to come back to DJ Show next. But we have okay. a caller on the line. Caller, welcome to On Point Radio. This is your host, Mr. Controversy, a.k.a. Mr. On Point. Who do we have? A pleasure speaking to tonight. Yes, ma'am, back. I just lost phone calls. Okay, okay. So you're, you're, you're back. So now that you're back, I was coming back to you anyway. Now, let's talk about the drug dealer, and when he is doing it for status, the nice car, the notoriety, the nice house that he moved out of the hood so kids don't try and set him up or, you know, get him, that he left his people there. You know what I'm saying? Let's talk about all the girls that he gets. And... Let's talk about when he put businesses in the community, corner stores, you know what I'm saying? A bar, you know, a little club. Stuff that he put in the community for them to do in the community. Let's talk about that, DJ Phil. What about the one who's just doing it for all of the self-gratification versus the one who do it and put money back in the community that our actors, actresses, and athletes don't even do. What about it? Talk to me. I mean, it's, it's the perfect thing. The only reason why they're doing it is because they feel guilty about what they've been doing. Some of the people that they actually serve drugs to, they actually watch die. And the main thing they're going to say out their mouth is, that ain't my problem. <laughs> I need the money. I'm trying to feed my kids. That's your problem. You got to figure it out. And, you know, so, then, then they then they got to think about all the times they use little kids to go make them do errand runs and all that. So, they're like, it's a guilty feeling. Like, they want, some of them feel guilty because they do it. Some of them just want to do it because they can. You know, they just want to give back because they never had it. So, they're like, you know, I got all this money. I'm spending on bull crap, buying fake weed and whatever all the time. So, you know, some people get a bad batch and they just... Throw it away. They, instead of throwing it away, they they sell it in a in a in a high amount, a lot of value. Like they give you like way more than what you asked for. You like, dang, what's that about? That's what people gotta realize. Just like if they give you cheesesteaks and they give you a lot of meat, why are they giving you a lot of meat on a cheesesteak if cheesesteaks cost a lot of money? <laughs> That's the cap up. Let me get you to keep coming right. back. Like, ah. Let me let me ask you this. And I want Dad and Mr. I can't believe you said that to uh, think about this as well. I'm gonna give you a name. Master P. Now, many of us know Master P is one of the biggest drug dealers in the world. Right? At least allegedly. Let's say allegedly. I don't know him and I don't know, but this is, you know, hearsay. However, he also is responsible for a whole block of restaurants and stores and stuff in his community. 
He was a ball player. He grew up poor. He wanted to get out the hood by any means necessary. So he played ball for his back. You know, we always tell people to have a backup plan. His backup plan was a hustler. You know what I mean? And and if he made that more money hustling instead of playing ball, then that's the choice he chose. And whatever the case may be, he produced businesses in his community, almost like a black Wall Street. Now, I personally know of a person who was smart as hell in school, a math whiz, a science whiz, but I never knew why he was such a whiz. The most quietest individual, and he did it just the way he was supposed to. He wasn't flashy. He wore regular clothes. You know what I'm saying? He was quiet, humble, but he was always cool. And I always wonder why nobody tested him. Nobody tried him. Nobody really said him to him to start laughing, joking, you know, laughing, joke around with him. And he was done. All right? But he was poor. He didn't play ball or nothing. He went to school to make the grade. What he was taught to do. He knew politics. He would have conversations. Now, this shit is dumb. Ain't no nigga got no claim to bring that shit over here. Where do you think it's coming from? These conversations we were holding, we all powwowed. Yo, cops be taking that shit from us and they be selling it. They be having niggas selling it. Who really cook it? You know what I'm saying? But a gem in this community for the children because he didn't have that. Playground was a whole mess. You know what I'm saying? So now, did he do that out of guilt, or did he do that because he moved from where he came, and he didn't want the people in his neighborhood to encounter the children in his neighborhood to encounter the same thing he encountered? What's your thoughts on that? Was that out of self-gratification or guilt, or did he genuinely know what these kids had to go through? He knew what poverty was. He experienced it. And he said, look, I'm giving back. However, whether I'm doing wrong or not, let me write this wrong in some type of way. I can't write it all. But they know that I ain't none of these other niggas out here that's just out here trying to get a change. You know what I'm saying? What's your thoughts on that? Well, yeah, I mean, he did do a lot of things on reality check number one. You know, because he knows some of the kids ain't going to be able to, none of the kids not going to be able to do it because the other man wasn't trying to bring that type of finances to that jurisdiction where he had to grow up with. And that's a marvelous thing. Jay-Z probably did the same thing, you know, looking out for the hood, giving up the money. But then you got to think about the bigger picture. Why do they do that? Why are everybody doing that? Because once you get to a higher stage bracket, now you become part of Illuminati. And they want more flesh. They want more kids than a little bit. So there's always a reason for everything. And you got to look at it on a higher plane, on a spiritual plane too. Because people that, you know, doing what they do, 
they doing it because it's, it's a reason. Everything has a reason behind it. Some people do it for love. Some people do it just because they want to get a nigga. Some people just like to turn up. But with those people that got that type of money, don't be hoodwinked if you don't think nobody in the bigger, higher plan ain't talking to them. Jay-Z got that qualified money. Uh, um, um, Master Ace got that qualified Master P got that qualified Master money. I mean, yeah, Master P got that qualified money. Anytime you can get on a, a, a celebrity basketball game and play and don't even know how to play basketball, that's, that's, that tells you something right there. It's crazy. All right, well, you know, Dad, my eyes are wide shut. All right, Dad. Mm-hmm. What about him? Is that is that self gratification or guilt or is that I don't you know? I, I don't know much about I, him. I've been here. I don't know much about him, but if for him and others that if like I said, like. I don't, I really, I'm not one that passes judgment. I try to, you know, have an open mind and understanding. Um, as for him and, and others, like if they get into it with a certain intention of, um, let's just say, to keep it broad, coming out of poverty, um, not staying in this forever. I just need a jump start so I can actually do something good invest in something good and come out of this game, then I'm going to loosely say, okay, can't knock it. When when people get into the game and with no desire of coming out of it, but only to get bigger within it, and that greed aspect comes in, and they only want to get bigger within that game, that life, then it's like, uh, you know what I mean? Then not okay. Again, going back to intention, you know, um, because from a broad perspective, it's not a good thing, a, not a good profession. So it shouldn't be something that a person wants to do indefinitely. But I get it if you need a jump start and it's a, a fast way to come out of a situation and you take that, what you've earned from, from it, and turn it into something good, you know, then again, I loosely say, okay, because your intention was bigger than that. Your intention was positive. It was not to stay within it, you know, to grow within it, to become greedy within it, you know. Um, so if that was the case for Master P, then Okay. Okay. Ms. Dr. Andrews, you said that? Same question. Self-gratification or conscious or, I mean, or guilt or a conscious of sin here and done that? Well, it's like this. You, you hope to, you hope to, to lead a game. You know what I mean? You 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 would rather bow out. You, you put your money, you put your chips up. You know what I mean. Some of us, some of us bought properties. You know what I mean. We might not have, you know, did stores or whatever. But nah, you know what I mean. He he did the right thing to me. You know what I mean. Now the same the same community that he might have terrorized, he might be given 
that that young boy from that household a job now, right? He might be helping with set up college. You know, what I mean, it's it's to to, the, to a point is is to rectify the wrong. You realize what you did was wrong, and now you're trying to fix it. You know what I mean? Well, some people some people do that. I've done it. All right. Well, we we gonna go to this one now because you said that. Let's go to the end case in point. One of the things he put in the community was his barbershop. And he used to hire young boys from the block to come around and sweep up the barbershop. And he would give them, you know, little money for sweeping it up. They would report the work every day. I mean, I'm talking about elementary school children, middle school children from his block. He was killed in his barbershop. One of the young boys? He was killed in his barbershop. You know what I'm saying? So why do you think he was killed? He was a smart dude, both street smart and book smart. He was a businessman from the streets to his businesses. He employed not just the workers on the street he had, but the young boys on the block. So they didn't have to go on the corner. He would give out turkeys on Thanksgiving. Got a U-Haul truck. Go down the block and get everybody on the block. Every house on the block, turkey. He did back-to-school drives, giving all the kids book bags and the stuff to go in. But he was killed in his barbershop because, remember, at the top of the hour, I said, there's only three ways out of this thing. You're either going to jail, you're going to get uh, killed, or you blessedly make it out to tell your story. But in this case, he had someone telling this story. Why do you think he was killed in his own barbershop? Well, I'll tell you, like, you know, Nancy, you know you can't ask me no question like that because I'm, I'm Captain Conspiracy. <coughs> That's why I asked you, bro. You know what I'm saying? You know, nine times out of ten, you know, they going to paint the picture that it was somebody from the neighborhood. Or a, a, a rival, or, or like a, a a drug dealer from the neighborhood that didn't want him to clean up the area. But nine times out of ten, it was a police officer that did it. You know what I mean? Okay. And they wanted to make it seem that way. You know, they killed him in his barbershop. If he's doing all of this for the community, you know what I mean? He got love in the community. You know what I mean? And people probably look out for him. You know, we had we had a few people like that in the old neighborhood, you know. See, it's different, man. This whole this whole era is, is, is ridiculous, man, because see we have respect for our old heads. You know what I mean? But something like that that's that's, that's tragic, it's a shame, man. And hopefully somebody learns a story 
behind that and learn from that situation. You know what I mean? But to me, I think it was somebody that look at the politicians in this area. Even though they and they because they greedy, he was getting he was getting zoning permits and everything for him to build, and he was you know he was washing a few hands, doing this that and the third, but they wanted more money out of him. And when he wasn't going bend, they had him, they they do what they do, so they can get somebody else in there that's going to want those buildings and and pick up where he left off at, but charge them the money like the license still isn't good. That's the world that we live in, man. The country was founded on greed and corruption. They ain't going to breed nothing different. Okay. Okay. Yeah, same question. Why was he killed in his barbershop? Now, who, why was who killed in their barbershop? I missed that part. The individual that I know mm-hmm. who, you know, did with everything he did, and, you know, put a, a, a gem in his community. He put um, different businesses up, a corner store, and he had a barbershop. In the barbershop, he would have the little young boy in elementary school, middle school come through and sweep the hair up and pay them. I mean, and they would run home. Change their clothes, sometimes went straight in their, you know, little whatever they wore to school and come sweep up the barbershop. He was killed in his barbershop. Why do you think that happened? Why do I think he was killed in the barbershop? Yeah, this dude who was a brainiac, math wizard, science champ, like he knew, he, he did his thing in school. Yeah. He did everything. But, you know, he still did what he did. That's why he was a wizard in math. He could break down ounces, keys, all of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he was a businessman. He gave out turkeys during Thanksgiving and, and holidays. He would do, um, he would get do back to school jobs for the kids, giving out book bags and the stuff to go in them, all of that. Why do you think somebody like that would be killed in his own neighborhood at his own barbershop? I mean, I, th- I don't think... The, the barbershop had anything to do with it other than them knowing that that was probably a place of um, where he could be found easily or like a place of comfort, really, because kids would be there and probably thinking nothing would happen. But when I hear something like that, I just think it has to do with uh, money, territory, you know, anybody in that life. I think that's what it boils down to. Or jealousy. Yeah, or jealousy. But jealousy is usually because of money and territory. Territory by somebody else in that game that's of equal or runner-up status. You know what, DJ Chill? I'm sorry, guys. Real quick, DJ Chubb, let me tell you yeah. why he was killed. Uh, why you think he was killed? Why you think he was killed? In his own barbershop, he was off. Why do you think that? Haters. Hate that's, that's blow up. 
Haters of what? What they hating for? They hate them for because of the fact that you got, if you got come up in you, if you got known around the world in you, if you are somebody, a lot of people going to hate you regardless of the fact. If you're doing things to expand your life, people going to hate Because some people can't do it. Some of them don't even got the knowledge. Some people didn't even go to school to get it. They learned still off the streets. So they're still pissed. Like that, man. And then if they got the qualifications of the looks, well, you got the women chasing you, too. That's a double standard hit right there in the face. So they ready like, oh, man, we ain't going to have this. And don't God forbid you got a mouth for you. Lord, this a rap forever. You got to deal with that now. You know what I'm thinking of, too, though? Somebody's rap. parent, somebody's parent was probably upset that they were, that their kid was working for him. Because, you know, he's coming off as some icon, but not in the way that the parent probably, or not just the parent, well, the community, the village parents, you know what I mean? Not in a way that they want their, not the type of role model that they want the kids to follow. Um, You know what I mean? When a person comes off as too iconic or, or, or godly in a community for the wrong thing or in the wrong way. You know, sometimes, um, well, I know I've seen it in movies anyway, that they off people like that just because of their status in the community, the misperception of that individual being, you know, such a good man and, you know, all of that when, when they, because a lot of times the community sees that same individual as the problem um, for the addictions and, you know, and such. So that could also be a reason. Well, let me tell you why you failed. You failed over female. Uh, that's with the wrong girl. Mess with the wrong dude's girl. I mean, not that you mess with any dude, girl, it's the right dude, but, you know, in this situation, it was a tick dude. Because, again, as I said in this conversation or this topic in this show, prestige, notoriety, it comes with benefits, one of which is women who flock to you. You know what I'm saying? Who flocks to you. So in that situation, he was killed for sleeping with another man's girl. What's your thoughts on that? Nothing to do with the money. Nothing to do with the drugs. Well, to some degree. I mean, it wasn't a direct reason. It was female, but it was indirectly the reason because of the female. I don't know. Now, what I don't know is if he knew she had to do it or not. That I don't know. I don't know if he said about that. I see it. I like it. I want it. I'm stuck with it. I don't know if that was the case or situation or if it was a, I ain't got no dude. I'm single. So whatever the reason be, now, 
final question of the night for y'all. Was that karma for his fate and his demise or what he was doing? Or was that an isolated situation that just happened to have an indirect connection to what he was doing? DJ Taylor? Probably both. Yeah, Gali both. Why do you say probably both? Why do you say probably both? Because karma is when you mess with someone jaw, it comes to be a problem anyway. But you can't help it because you always gonna be messing with somebody else's jaw. Because that's what these women always had with somebody else. <laughs> Every single woman out here had a different person, unless you met a complete virgin who never had a boyfriend ever in her life. Then you know that's a different story. And then with the other one, sometimes things happen for a reason, and you don't like the reasons. Okay. I can't believe you said that. Same question. Well, I don't believe in karma, so I'm sorry. That's just me. Your feet is your feet, period. But that was just the ice, it was ice. It was an isolated situation, man. You know what I mean? Shit happens. I'm sorry. That's the way it is. You know what I mean? fucked up. You know what I mean? Because now it's a whole community suffering. Because now the people that he employed no longer have jobs. But see, the whole, to me, the whole question is, I ain't coming to, if you you sleep, if you sleep with my woman, well, I ain't coming to you. I'm going to check her. You might not, even if you know we're in a relationship, she know we're in a relationship. Yeah, but you know that's not how brothers do it. You know how I many, you know how a lot. I myself got shot over a female. I have a 380 slug in my liver to this day over a female. I mean, so I, I, we don't think like that. We don't think logically like that. Females, our sisters would think like that before we would, in all honesty. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, we, that's the first thing. It's a pride thing with us. I mean, it's a pride thing with us. It's a, as a, like Dad said, it's a territorial type thing. That's my prize possession right there. You just tainted. it. Now, I don't want that, but just because you did that, I, I might not even want it back, but I'm still going to see you because niggas know you, and I look bad right now, and if I don't do nothing about it, I'm some sucker. Yeah, but now, mm-hmm. but, the, but the end of the scenario is you didn't kill the boy, she... The boy killed the man she slept with, right? If he got caught, he in jail for forever. And she out here sleeping with whoever she wants to now. So what, yeah, what, was the, what was the purpose? In the fit of rage, bro, we always think about Respect. the purpose as an afterthought. Respect. We always think about the See, initially on the surface, that's exactly what what it would be, respect. But then once they sat and they thought about it, if they were caught or if they running and got to keep trying to hide, now they thinking, I should have just checked her, man. Like, And it's because of her. And, you know what I mean? But not realizing 
could have thought about all of that sooner. Either way, if you did something to her, you were gone. You know what I'm saying? Just the fact that the tide turned in this situation and he wasn't even murdered for anything that he was doing. Like, I know a lot of people would have expected to say over money, over drugs, over territory, over this, over that. Anything that had to do with drugs would have nothing to do with drugs directly. You know what I mean? This could have happened if he was a lawyer and met her and was dealing with her. Would we still be saying, oh, it was because of his life as a lawyer and his nice car he had as a lawyer and the money he had as a lawyer or not. He just sat with my girl. But because this dude was such a prominent individual in that neighborhood and he had businesses and he was in that life, it changed the dynamics of the emotions within this ball. He would have looked at the lawyer and probably would have thought, like, he might know people, so I'm going to have to do this differently. Well, if I off him, I'm going to do mad time. He might have gave it a second thought. But this dude right here, he ain't give no thought to because, as I said, it's the street. You ain't going to disrespect me. So that same question. I want you to answer that question as well. Well, I agree with nah, I agree that it was this fate isolated situation, but I still think that um he i mean it was because of the female on the surface, but there was still you know probably some some beef anyway, some internal beef, whether it was jealousy or was it another drug dealer, you know what I'm saying like it to make that respect thing so big, you know, um, to want to kill somebody over a female, it had to be more than just her. Is what I'm is what I'm saying. It had to be something else to it between those two, between him and the other guy. Um, whether it was a another encounter before, whether it was about money, or even another female at some point, or just beefing in that game. Um, and he probably knew that it was his girl too, and was like on some old, you know, grandstanding effort type attitude. You know, um, I don't know the guy, but on the surface, it probably seemed like it was only about her. But I think it was more to it. But um, nevertheless, isolated um, in his fate. Wow. Well, real quick, is there anything else you want to leave the people with on this topic or, you know, anything last words you want to say, Des? Um, no. Well, yeah. Um, females, like, good or independent or established, good women, good females don't really flock to drug dealers at all. Drug dealers flock to them to be their security, get stuff in their name and all of that. But really, females don't want that. Like, when they get to a certain point in their life, a certain level of maturity, they don't want to be with each other. They want to be with the working man, the nine-to-five man, the one who has the, the medical insurance, the 401K, you know, that has a secure future. 
So that whole thing of, you know, women, hoes flock to them. The difference. Hoes do. Like, and if they into just knocking off some, how many, they into how many females they can knock off or bag or whatever they say now, you know, you got those type of females that flock to them. Females that really can't get things pushing for themselves. Um, but a, a decent woman who can secure her own bag, do her own thing, they don't flock to them. Um, to get a good woman, for a drug dealer to get a good woman, he got to basically lie or cover up his life, make her fall for him first, and then slowly um, let her in on what he does. Okay. What about you, Mr. I can't believe you said that. Any last words that you want to give to the people or last words on this situation or topic that we're discussing tonight? You know what I mean? Great topic. You know what I mean? You know, as always, I'm always I'm always humbled and impressed with the topics. And you know, I got I got my I got my I got my homie from way back, superstar dads in the building. You know, mm-hmm. keeping me keeping me grounded. Almost said my government out loud, but it's cool though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, huh? that's all right. You know, I'm gonna take your teacup from you. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I caught myself. Nah. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. I, got you. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you this though. I, I know what you're capable of, so I only can get so mad at you because I ain't coming for you. I know better. <laughs> Fragile like a bomb. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. uh-huh. All natural, too. <laughs> so funny. All right. All right. Is Yeah, that's where it's Yeah, people, I just got to say, um, just be careful what you wish for. Careful what you wish for and, um, you know, don't be rushing to become a drug dealer because there's consequences of uh, not only you trying to kill a life, you're not trying to save a life. All you're doing is going for fascination of money. And a love of money is definitely the root of all evil. Think about it. If you was a drug dealer and you never sold anything, you just gave it away. You think you're having fun? You're spending all of your money to get the product. The devil is a liar. God is the truth. But you ain't going to want to be having it happen to your children. You want to have your kids to come in there all heroin and crack and weed and whatever, all at the same bag on time, all shriveled up, and you come in the house and they taking everything you got and they, they're probably trying to kill you. And you're like, wait a minute. This is not how it's supposed to work. Well, when you do something like that, there's never a plan. You can make a plan. If you really think that thing going to work for the rest of your life, you is a fool. So, you know, I'm just giving it to you straight raw because I don't, I don't hate on the drug dealers or nothing like that. I know a whole bunch of them as well as I know a whole bunch of cops to each his own. But I'm telling you, repercussions is a pain in the butt. And y'all might catch him on the left side of the street. Case dismissed. And that's truth right there. 
repercussions of the mother. Karma is a bitch, but repercussions of the mother. You know what I'm saying? So if you don't believe in karma, definitely got to believe in repercussions. You know what I mean? Because that's out there. You know, that, that could be the alternative to karma. But people out there in Radio Land, I hope you listened to this topic, man. It was it was a deep and very informative topic. It wasn't about what people may have thought glorifying drugs if they read the topic or, you know, I specifically, you know, there's questions in there stated. You know, is it a bad guy? Is it wrong? Is it cultural? You know what I mean? Is it hereditary? You know, like most families that go down the army and join the army because dad did it and granddad did it and this, that, and the third. Well, guess what? A lot of times that's why youth get into drugs. Their dad did it. I mean, their uncle did it. Their cousin did it. And it's passed down. It happens. You know what I'm saying? So, is drug dealing, and I got one more question for y'all, and is a yes or no? Is this a straight yes or no? And we're going to start with ladies first, dad, this is you. Last question to y'all. Would you want your son or daughter to sell drugs? Yes or no? No. 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 Mr. I can't believe you said that. Yes or no? Uh, I'm good. DJ Till, yes or no? I'll repeat the question. Hey. Would you want your child, your daughter or son, to sell drugs? Oh, hell no. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> All right. Now, you can ask me what the hell is wrong with me, but there are some people who out there who actually has children who they don't mind selling drugs. Their thing would be, I did it, so, you know, I'm all right. It'd be all right. You know what I'm saying? Or their thing is, they selling for me. It happens, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's why we're having this conversation. Where's the hell and all for you? Somebody else is saying, yo, I'd rather them sell it for me than go out there and sell it for something I know won't kill them. Possibly. You always have that other side, man. See, and that's what, when you listen to Straight Talk with myself, Mr. Controversy, a.k.a. Mr. On Point, you're going to always get things from, like DJ Chill would say, the other side of the street. Because some of us was on that side of the street. We crossed over, and we never went back on that other side, but we tend to still judge that other side like we ain't walk on that other side. And then we have those who on that other side of the street who ain't never been over on that other side of the street, but they looking from the outside in and passing judgment on that other side of the street and don't even know why the other side of the street has cracks in it. Don't even know the other side of the street has cracks in it. But they judge. So is drug dealing wrong? Who am I to judge? You do what you do. What I want my children to do it, hell no. Like DJ Children said, hell no. Because I know you only getting out in a bag, you going in a cell, or you may be blessed enough to get out like some of us. In the world. So that being said, man, before we just, first of all, as far as the drug dealer passing out the turkeys and doing all that good stuff, that's cool. All right, that's all good. But it's more zombies you got walking around not knowing where they at or going in people's basements to steal cop for the cell. 
to get some money to come back to you. So I don't pretty much care about what you do good. And I have that right to pass judgment. I can say that now because I know better. So like Mr. I can't believe he said that, said know better, do better. And I ain't talking about no little weed and shit like that because weed is a plant. I don't look at weed like I look at coke and crack and stuff like that. Even though coke comes from a, a plant, truthfully, where drug don't come from some type of flower other than their chemically induced one. But all of that being said, man, try not to pass judgment on people before you know people. And don't stereotype and categorize one big one thing into one big pot and you don't really know the ingredients. You know what I'm saying? You didn't make a soup. You made a gumbo. So think about that, man, whether it's a stripper or whether it's a drug dealer. Everything happens for a reason. Everybody has a story on why they do what they do. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, who are you to judge? You just worry about you and what you do. If you don't like it, stay away from that lifestyle. That's the best advice I can give you. And on that note, I'm going out with this right here. I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in. I want to thank all my callers who called in and talked or spoke. I want to thank you for that. And we're going out with this one right here, man. Who's you laughing? That's like
you on point? Because, yeah, I'm on point. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.